This Christian podcast is designed to help us walk a stronger Christian life in today's troubled world. This is God's Amazing Grace Podcast with Sean. Hey everybody, welcome back. On this podcast, we're going to talk about something that we do every day. We get up in the morning and we do it. We go to work and we do it. We come home and we do it. We go to bed and we do it. Think about it for a minute. What's one thing that everybody does almost every single minute of every single day? We make choices. I decided in this episode to talk about choices. You know, I was sitting there thinking what to talk about. I was saying, God, what should I talk about? And this is what came to mind. Choices. Whether it's a spiritual choice or a fleshly choice, we make them. We live by them. We die by them. You know, if, if you don't think you do, when you go to bed, you set your alarm for what time to get up in the morning. That's a choice. What to wear. To do your homework. To go to school. To go to work. Driving down the road. You make a choice to go left or right. You make a choice to drink. You make a choice to smoke. You make a choice to go to work. You make a choice to pray. You make a choice of what music you listen to, what music you like. It's something we do every day. We can't get away from it. These choices help us in our walk with God or hinder us in our walk with God. Neither us neither neither of them them choices are forced upon you. God doesn't force anything upon you. He knows the outcome before you ever even make that choice. He knows what choice you're going to make. There's a choice. To make. You know, the dictionary defines choice as an act or an ability to make a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. For instance... 
the choice between good and evil. God created us in his image and likeness with free will choices. One aspect of that, of that is our ability to choose. God gave Adam and Eve the ability to choose between right and wrong. They chose to eat of that apple, even though they knew it was wrong. God could have said, no, you're not going to do it. I'm not going to give you free will. That's what's different about all these these so-called other gods. They tell you how to think, how to pray, how to worship. God gives you a choice. We may not do what he wants us to do, but he gives us a free will choice. I was looking for some information on choices, you know. You know, you go you go and Google stuff and, and search for stuff, and I came across a sermon from Billy Graham on making choices. So I thought this time, because it is a very hard subject to talk about, I thought about reading you. Everybody knows Billy Graham. I mean, he's been known around the world. Yes, he's he's no, no longer here with us on this earth, but he's there in heaven. And how powerful of a ministry he had. He chose to serve God with his whole heart, soul, and mind. And he lived a long, prosperous life. When I say prosperous, I don't mean monetary-wise. I mean he prospered in God's glory. But anyway, I decided to, to look into this sermon. And I thought... What would work better than to read his sermon to you? To give you instances of leaders like Joshua, Moses, Paul. Adam and Eve even, and the choices, David. So let's sit back, kind of relax, and listen as I read and go over Billy Graham's sermon on making choices. What distinguishes humans 
from animals is the free will that the Almighty Creator has given us. We have the power of making choices, which is a catalyst for change. Making choices can enable us to do greater things than we could possibly imagine. The Bible is full of successful people who understood the power of making choices. There are two primary choices in life. To follow Christ and obtain eternal life through His grace or follow the ways of the world and enter eternal damnation. What can attract positive or negative outcomes through the power of making choices? To attract positive outcomes, we need to be making choices such as being disciplined, getting in touch with biblical values, setting meaningful goals, and asking God to reveal his vision towards us so that we can look at the big picture. We also need to be making choices such as rejecting negative thoughts, ideas, and beliefs. The key to righteous living lies in using our power of making choices, cultivating and maintaining a positive mental attitude, and let God control our life and thinking. Billy Graham starts out with saying that he wants to read from the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 24. He says, Joshua, as you know, was a great military leader, and he took the place of Moses when Moses went to be with the Lord. And in the 15th verse, now he had called all the leaders of Israel together at a place called Sechem. And he's getting ready to die. And this is his farewell address. And during this address, he warns the people about their idolatry. He warns them that the judgment of God will fall upon them unless they live for the Lord. And here's what he says. And it seem, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose you this day whom you will serve. If you want to serve the devil, serve him. But make a choice. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But then he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua said, if every one of you serves other idols and other gods, make makes no difference. As for me and my house, we already made a decision. We are serve, going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the, the God of materialism all around us, or the true and living God, to follow him instead of these other gods. Moses had warned Israel much earlier, a generation earlier, when he was dying, he said, I call heaven and earth 
to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Moses had said the same thing that Joshua is saying, separated by many years, and every generation has to hear it over and over and over again. And that's why the gospel never grows old. It applies to every generation of life. We have to make a choice. Alexander the Great was asked how he conquered the world. He said, by not wavering. And James says in the first chapter, he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. He said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Billy went on to say, are you unstable about your relationship to Christ? Do you waver in your relationship to Christ? Are you totally committed to Christ as Savior and Lord, or do you waver about it? Many of you waver by the way you live. And Jesus warned the hypocrites, people who pretend to be one thing and live another. This was his great battle with the hypocrites in the church. We have old proverbs that are familiar to us. He who hesitates is lost. Procrastination is a thief of life, time. A stitch in time saves nine. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Don't waver. Make a decision. Do it now. That's what Joshua was saying. And Joshua, the great military hero that had led them from victory to victory, reminded them of all the victories that God had given. And he said, serve God and live. Serve these other gods and you'll die. And come under the judgment of God. And the message has not changed. Now that the wars were over, but Joshua found that the people were going towards idolatry. And many times the problems of peace are greater than the problems of war. And he called all these leaders to Sechem. Now, Sechem was a place, that most historical place in all of Israel at the time, and still is today. It was where Abraham had first settled when he left Ur of the Chaldeans. It was where Jacob had purchased his parcel of land. It was where the bones of Joseph had been buried when they were brought up from Egypt. And so, there are two mountains there. I've stood there, and on one mountain, he put six of the tribes, and on the other mountain, he put the other six. And Joshua spoke with a mighty voice, even though he was an old man. And he reviews the history of Israel and how God had blessed them and how they had won their victories, not by their own powers and their own strategies and their own ingenuities and their own strength, but by the power of God. And the people should have been grateful to God, but instead they were now going to other gods. And we in America should be grateful to God for the blessings he's given us. But what do we find? We find that we're worshiping other gods, gods of pleasure, gods of lust, greed, hate, gods of materialism, 
even gods of war. And Joshua tells them that such a condition cannot continue. They must decide whether they want to serve idols or to serve the living God. And he will not allow any neutrality. Neither does Jesus Christ. And Joshua said, you have, a, have to decide immediately. Now, choose you this day, not tomorrow, this day, whom you're going to serve. And many of you are going to have to decide tonight, today, whenever, what is the number one priority in your life? Is a priority Christ? Or is a priority something else? Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. It's either Christ or it's the other God. That you cannot serve God and mammon. You must make a choice. And I found that the harder the challenge is, the greater the response. Young people today want a challenge. They want something tough and hard. All right, give your life to Christ. He'll challenge you. Because he says you must deny self. Take up a cross. He says I'm going to place a place of execution. Come and go with me. Deny your own selfish ambitions and lusts. Turn to me and go to the cross with me. Paul taught that a Christian is someone who has turned to God from idols. To serve the living and true God. There's a film showing throughout the world this year called The Idol Maker. But a Christian is an idol breaker. And regardless of this decision, Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You know, Adam and Eve had to make a choice in the Garden of Eden. God says, if you want to build a wonderful world, we'll build it together. But if you're going to test, I'm going to test you because I've given you the ability to choose. I haven't made you a robot in which I could punch a button and would obey me, and you would obey me, I've made you in my image. You have the right to choose. See there, God, he's saying that God doesn't demand us to do what he wants us to do. He gives us that choice. He gives us that free will to choose. Like I said before, he knows the decision that you're going to make. Now, as I go on, as he goes on, so when Adam and Eve faced that choice, they chose wrongly. They broke the law of God. And God said, in that day, in the day that you do, you will suffer and die. And man had been suffering ever since. And it's all because of the first sin in the Garden of Eden. And man has been inheriting the tendencies to sin ever since. 
the seed of sin is in us when we're born. We are born to sin. Just imagine if Adam and Eve made the right choice. How do you think this world would be? I can only imagine. This is me talking. This isn't Billy Graham talking. This is me talking. I can only imagine the peace of this world. Everybody would get along. You know, people cry, peace, peace, but there is none. It's because of the life that we choose. It's the road that we choose. We choose lust, war, greed over the love of Christ. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now I'm going to go into, he's going to talk a little bit about David here. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. Think of it now, a conception. Sin was already planted. And then comes the age of accountability, moral accountability, maybe eight or nine or ten years of age, when you are held accountable by God for your actions and you choose to sin. And then the rest of your life, you practice sin. You're born towards sin. You choose to sin at a certain point, and then you practice sin. And the Bible says, we have all sinned. We are all idolaters. Now, Adam had to make a choice, and he made the wrong choice. You have to make a choice. And then many choices, like the rich young ruler. Remember, he came to Jesus, and he was filled with questions. He wanted eternal life and said, Sir, what must I do to find eternal life? And Jesus said, looked at him and loved him and said, Go, sell all that you have. Give it to the poor. Take up your cross and follow me. The young man was grieved. He wept. He wanted Christ, but he wanted his money too. Guess what, what path he chose? He chose the path of evil. Now if he said, had said, all right, I'll do it, Lord, I'm sure the Lord would have said, no, it's not your money I want. I want your heart. It's our attitude towards these idols and towards these things. The television television itself can become an idol. When we walk into a room, all conversations stop, and we sort of sit there in reverence, watching the box to see if JR is going to be shot again. This is an old sermon because JR was on the, the TV show Dallas, which was back in the 80s or 90s or somewhere around in there. 
Now the Bible says we must choose two ways of life. Jeremiah had written, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. There's a way of life. There's a way of death. Which way are you? You must choose tonight. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. I am on, the only way. I am I'm the only way to permanent peace. I'm the only way to permanent joy. I'm the only way to eternal life. I'm the only way to forgiveness of sin. I'm the only way to the Father. You have to come by me. And that eliminates a lot of people. I think at this time, I think we're going to take a break. Because those of you that are out there trying to choose the right path, you must decide. Should I continue down the path that I'm going down? Or should I continue down that path that God has called me to? You must choose tonight, today, whenever you listen to this. God doesn't promise us to a tomorrow. You may not wake up. But you must choose. Choose the life of, in heaven or the life of eternal damnation in hell. Think about it for a little bit while we go on to this break. And I'm gonna I'm gonna come back when I come back, I'm gonna finish this sermon from Billy Graham. And then I'm gonna ask you again. As far as I know, it might even be in at the end of his sermon. Think about what you're gonna choose. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. And maybe you'll have answers by then. Hey, everybody, I'm Sean with God's Amazing Grace. Have you checked out Eternity Ready Radio? I've been plugging them for the last few podcasts and... And hopefully you've got a chance to check them out. I think this will be the last time, but I'm going to throw this out there once again. I've done it before and haven't heard anything from anybody, but if there's anybody out there, Christian organization that wants a free commercial on a podcast, a one-time thing. 
Give me a holler. Send me an email to God's Amazing Grace Podcast at Outlook.com. Or go to my website and send me a voicemail. But you better hurry. Time's running out. We're going to give it away free. Maybe once, maybe twice, maybe a couple, three times. But don't forget, check out EternityReadyRadio.com. You won't regret it. Welcome back. This is God's Amazing Grace Podcast with Sean. Hey, welcome back. Did you think about making that choice? Let's continue on with with Billy Graham's scripture. When Jesus began to talk about dying on the cross, a lot of his followers left him. They said, Lord, we thought you were going to sit upon a big throne and we're going to drive in Cadillacs and we're going to be to have a beautiful swimming pools and lovely ladies and all the rest of it. We didn't really know that you were going to die and want us to go with you. We thought this was going to, to be a kingdom and we were going to overthrow Rome and we we're going to rule the world and that is going to happen someday, but not now. The cross before the crown. Some of us want the crown before the cross. The Bible says, There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. What are some of the ways? Well, some people say, I'm going, I'm going to follow my conscience. But you don't follow your conscience. Many of us have dead consciences. Your conscience is no longer a safe guide You've hardened it. You've deadened it. And then other people say, well, I'll try to be sincere in everything I do. We're here in a football stadium right here. And many years ago, I saw a man pick up a football and he ran 65 yards the wrong way. Now he was one of the most sincere fellows you've ever saw lost the game. And then there are many people that say, well, you know, I do a lot of good works and I give a lot. I give money to charitable causes. I do all that I'm sure God will understand. The Bible says, for where grace, you are saved through faith and not of yourself, but the gifts of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. See if you could work your way to heaven and pay your way to heaven. See, if you could work your way to heaven and pay your way to heaven, you'd get up and say, look what I did. I got myself here by my own good works. The only way you're going to make it is to come to the, that cross where Christ took our sins and our judgment and our hell and identify ourselves with him. And then there are some people that will say, well, I ref I'll reform, I'll do better. I know people that are, are always saying, 
I'm going to do better. But they never do better. They don't have any power within them to do better until they come to Christ. And when you come to Christ, an explosion takes place of power that he gives you to live a new life. I can't live the Christian life. I have no power within me to live the Christian life. The Holy Spirit has to live in me. And Christ has to live through me. I cannot live the Christian life. I'm a total flop and a failure. Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to the destruction. And many there be which do do go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Few, he said, only a few are going to find that narrow gate and that narrow way, as I said last evening. Are you among that few? You not only chose between two ways of life, but you choose between two masters. Jesus said, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and materialism. He says in Matthew 6, chapter, the 6th chapter in the Sermon of the Mount, you have to make a choice. All the way through the Bible, choices, 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 choices. Not only between two ways of life and two masters, but you're going to have to choose between two fathers, two spiritual fathers. He said in John 8, a very shocking statement, the 44th verse, he said, You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. Now he says, for many of you, the devil is your spiritual father. Now you're not aware of it. You wouldn't admit it. But that's the way God looks at it. There's either God, your spiritual father, the true and living God, Christ, or there is the devil. And then you have to choose not only between two ways of life and two masters and two fathers, but you have to choose between two destinies, heaven or hell. Solomon wrote, about the way to hell in Proverbs 7.27. C.S. Lewis, the great Cambridge and Oxford professor, he, he taught at, at both universities, used to emphasize, he said, no one ever had so much to say about the way to hell as Jesus Christ. On the other hand, no one ever spoke of heaven with more clarity and authority as Jesus Christ. And one of the most played pop songs today, in, in history today, is Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Jesus Christ is the stairway to heaven. He is the way to heaven. Come to him, he said. 
In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, John 14, verse 2. Yes, Jesus is in heaven preparing your estate right now, waiting for you. There is a future life, an eternal life, and eternal life does not begin when you die and go to heaven. It begins here and now when you make the choice for Christ. Because eternity, eternal life comes to dwell in your hearts tonight. Jesus is a gateway to heaven. Now this choice also you must make yourself. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Your father can't make it for you. Your mother can't make it for you. Your children can't make it for you. There, this is where you must choose yourself. He knew that he could not choose for the tribes of Israel. They must choose for themselves. Man is a social being. However, there is an inner sanctuary within ourselves. Where we retire... from all our fellowships, comradeships, and influences, and there's a lonely arena where the greatest battle of life must be fought alone. And this is the decision that you have to make alone. Moses said, I call heaven and earth to record this day that I have set before you, life and death, blessing and cursing, Therefore, choose life that thou and thy seed may live forever. Notice it says, thy seed. This had something to do with your children and your grandchildren and your children's children. My son and I were talking tonight about how it passes from generation to generation. This father that we have in Christ. The writers in Re Hebrews recount how Moses esteeming, Moses's esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches, the treasures of Egypt, choose rather to suffer the afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He made a choice. Moses could have probably been the Pharaoh of Egypt. He was the son of a pharaoh's daughter, heir to the rich, all the riches and power of Egypt. And he made a choice to suffer persecution and the reproach, reproach with the people of God. He did not know that his name would be in history. He did not know that someday he would lead all, the, all of Israel. He did not know that someday he would be considered one of the greatest men that ever lived. When he made that choice, he made it on the basis of simple faith in God. Some that think that Guy Lafleur, the world's greatest hockey player, and he said a month ago that each of us has only one past, but there are many futures. You see, you can't change your past 
but you can determine your destiny destiny by deciding for Christ. And when you do that, Christ changes your past. He wipes out all of the sins of your past because you see the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses from all sin. Without the shredding of blood, there is no forgiveness. When he died on the cross, he forgave all the past. You are reminded of the many sins in your life. The Holy Spirit's bringing them to you. Remind to your mind right now, and you know they stand against you at the judgment. Where every secret thing will be brought out. But Jesus tonight offers forgiveness. But he offers more than forgiveness. He offers justification. Just as though you had never committed a sin. What a wonderful thing to to go to bed tonight and know that the past is gone. Forgiven, cleansed, and God no longer remembers your sins. Yes, and this choice is very urgent. To delay makes the right decision harder. Indecision is itself a choice. Not to decide is to to decide not to. Choose now. Nowhere in the Bible does it promise a tomorrow. Come while you can. Time takes itself makes the decisions for you if you don't if you don't. You say, but what do I have to do? Three things you must be willing to three things. You must be willing to repent of your sins. That means to change your way of thinking about your sins and realize how bad they are in the sight of God. Change your thinking about God and say, I love him and I'm going to love him with all of my heart, my mind, and my soul. I'm going to make him my priority of my life. I'm going to put him first from now on. He's going to be not only my Savior, but my Lord. You may be a member of a church. You may not be a member of any church. You may be an officer in the church, but you're not sure about your relationship with Christ, and you want to be sure. And you must be willing to repent, and secondly, by faith, receive Christ into your heart. That means you put your whole weight on him and trust him and him alone. And thirdly, you follow and serve him as his disciple and follower and obey him. That means a big change for many of you if you make this choice. I'm going to ask you to make it now. I'm going to ask you to do it publicly. As we've seen thousands of people this week already come to Christ. I'm going to ask you to get up from your seat. If you start from the top stand up there, it'll take two minutes. So start now and come and stand in front of this platform. And as you all stand here in front of the platform, I'm going to say words to you. 
and have a prayer with you and give you some literature and you can go back and join your friends. You're making that choice by coming and standing here. And then, and the reason I do it publicly is because every person that Jesus called, he called publicly. Joshua called upon the people publicly. Moses called upon the people publicly and to inscribe their commitment that would be seen publicly for generations to come. I'm asking you tonight, right where you're at, to publicly and op openly come and say tonight, Christ is going to be priority in my life. I want to know that I have eternal life. To sum this all up, the Bible is full of lessons about making choices. You should be making choices only after arming your, ourselves with sufficient information to that our choices will be informed ones. Read the Bible. Reading the Bible will help us in gaining the right information so that we can be making choices that are intelligent. God has provided us information about himself, including his holiness. Human beings, sinful nature, Jesus Christ's ultimate sacrifice to redeem us from sin and destruction and numerous blessings that one inherits from God's promises. And what happened, What will happen if you will disobey God's commandments? It is the same as making choices. You make the wrong choice, you will have to pay consequences. But if you make the right choice, you receive the grace of God. So it is best to choose wisely in making choices. That was from Billy Graham. That I don't know exactly how many years ago that was, but there in the end, he was calling people to the altar. So if you're listening right where you're at right now, and you want to make that choice, you don't have to come to an altar. You can do it right where you're at. And ask God to forgive you. Repent of your sins. Turn from your sins. And ask God to be his Lord and Savior of your life. There are many of you out here that are listening to this podcast that are struggling, that may not know God completely. that have questioned their salvation, that have made choices of partying, lust, adultery, greed, over choosing God. Where you're at right now, just ask God to come into your life. To admit to him that you are a sinner. Repent of your sins.
Ask for forgiveness. If you've done this, tell somebody. You know, one of the things Billy Graham said was, get into the word so that and let allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and teach you. Ask God to open your eyes that you can see his word. Open his ears that you can hear his word. Open his heart that you can receive it. Get into the word. Dig deep into the word. Pray. Those are the things that will make you stronger, that will help you to make the right choices. Before you make a choice, say a little prayer. Ask God to guide you. But if you've done this, like I said, tell somebody, tell a friend, tell your parents, tell your brother or sister, find a church that speaks and teaches the whole gospel. Let us know. Go into my website of www.godamazinggrace.com. We have a spot where you can click on and leave us a voicemail, a voice message, or send us an email at godsamazinggrace@outlook.com. God's Amazing Grace Podcast at Outlook.com. Let us know. And if this this message, this podcast touched you, share it with others so that it can touch them. To help others to make that right choice. And to say, to finally say this, as for me and my house, We will serve the Lord. Just remember, it's not going to be an easy, easy hill to climb. There will be battles, there will be struggles. But when you dig into the word, you pray, you seek God, and allow the Holy Spirit to work through you, everything will be easy. Help us, God, to make the right choices. The choices that you want us to make. You know, if we've done done this when we were younger, we wouldn't have had to go a thousand miles out of the way to get where we're at right now, right here and right now. We could have walked that straight path. And we could have done this a long time ago.
Lord, help us to make the right choices. To lead us, to guide us, to follow that path you have before us. Don't forget to like us, follow us, share us, listen to us on all these great formats. iHeart, iTunes, Apple, Google, Pandora. You can find us on Alexa. Go to EternityReadyRadio.com and you can find us there on Thursdays, I believe it was. And make sure you let somebody know that you made that decision to follow Christ. If you feel like helping us out, go to our website, you know, maybe buy some merchandise or Find the store in the in the website, buy some merchandise, or you know, send us a little thank you gift. We're working on eventually doing subscriptions and everything else. And you know, check out our blog. I wrote a little blog yesterday. I mean, it wasn't much of anything really, but check it out. That's www.godamazinggrace.com. So, until next time, make sure you make God's choices. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God bless, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify, SND, many more. See you next time. This is God's Amazing Grace Podcast with Sean.